Good morning, everybody. This is uh, Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from a hotel room in a secure location in western Pennsylvania, uh, which is still almost in the Middle West of the divided states of America into the republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. That is the motto we have here at the uh, uh, It's a Religion uh, Institute, or It's a Religion uh, Foundation, um, because there is no other foundation than the Lord Jesus Christ. We know this, and it's a religion. We try to help people understand this, um, that life is religious in nature, and you will worship something, either yourself some other being, thing, or what have you, uh, or you will fall into uh, the worship of Jesus Christ, the one true Lord and Savior, who can save your soul, who you can spend eternity with, uh, who has all the answers, really. It's not the guys in the white coats. It's not the guys on the university campuses. It is uh, the one true God and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, where you can find them in the Bible. Uh, there's plenty of copies of the Bible running around. Uh, it's the most published book in the history of humanity um, for good reason. And uh, Satan has tried his best to circumvent the truth of God, uh, still doing so, as we see many, many things in our society that are working against the truth of God, are working against the truth of Christianity, the truth of Jesus Christ being the one true Lord and Savior of the universe. And... Uh, I guess it's it's been that way from the beginning. As soon as Satan uh, got Adam and Eve to um, go into their uh, tailspin, if you will, after uh, doing something God told them not to do, uh, people are still doing that today, right? I'm sure I'll do it at least once today. I don't know that I've had a perfect day uh, on this planet uh, at all, and. You know, we have sinful flesh. That's why we fail. That's why we need Christ. We need him to cover our sin. And he did that already. And so we have hope and thankfulness and joy toward this life because we have a Savior. We have someone who has the answers. We have someone who can bring us peace and, uh, and uh, things of that nature. So um, at this uh, juncture, we typically get into scripture on this show um, and then dive into a little bit of current news because we're, we're trying to show not only the fallacy of things like it's like uh, evolution and uh, other forms of religious enterprises that are not Christianity um, we're also trying to encourage those who have their faith in Christ already and maybe aren't sure of something or um we want to show the, uh, I guess, the way in which people walk out their faith and what people typically are putting faith in when you see things out there in the world today in hopes that uh, people who have been putting their faith in other things besides Christ will wake up and realize uh, the fallacy of what they're doing. So we uh, finished the book of Matthew yesterday. Again, that is found in the Bible. And we started into the book of Mark, chapter 1. And so uh, each of these Gospels, it's so fascinating going back through them each time because there's always something new that God will, will reveal, I think, when, as you go through it. But 
uh, Mark, which a lot of folks believe is Peter's gospel, was written by, we believe, John Mark, um, the guy that was with some of the guys, uh, the apostles, in the end. But um, I'm not going to get into all that right now, but let's just look at what it says. In the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, which shall prepare your way before you. And so he talks a lot about John the Baptist and preparing the way of God. Um, John was clothed with camel's hair and a girdle of skin about his loins, and he did eat locusts and wild honey and preached, saying, There comes one mightier than I after me, whose latchet of shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. Indeed, I have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit, which is what Christ gave us when he left the earth and went back to the Father. Um, and how all that works physically in the physical realm, I have no idea. But in a spiritual sense, there are things that, that as Paul said, that we see that are not real in, in a sense, and things that we don't see that are the real things, the eternal things, the things that last, the things that will go on and on. And uh, I think we miss that a lot in life. We don't think about the spiritual things. We don't think about the things that are hidden, the spiritual beings that are watching over us right now as we speak, or as I speak, I should say, and you listen. As uh, Mr. Limbaugh used to say, as you were born to do. I was born to speak, you were born to listen. I don't know. I think that's more in his realm than it is mine, but I'm going to do my best to uh, communicate things that are important that um, will be helpful and edifying. And immediately coming out of the water... Uh, let's see, then it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in the Jordan. Immediately coming out of the water, he saw the heavens opened up and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. There came a voice from heaven saying, You are my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now there were eyewitnesses to this, people. People saw this. I mean, there's so many things that Jesus did in his life that people were witness to and that are written down as a record for our benefit. And for people to come along and say, Oh, that's just a bunch of stories or this or that. You know, they have no basis in reality for what they're saying when they do that. Um, you know, this this book, his life has been proven to be a fact uh, over and over again. Ask Lee Strobel what he found when he was diving into all this as an investigative reporter from uh, the Chicago Tribune. So, so then Jesus is sent to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And it's a fascinating portion of scripture. Um, for 40 days he's out there and you know then John's put in prison Jesus comes back to Galilee and uh, he starts uh, forming his posse if you will the disciples and uh, starts bringing these guys into the fold so he can teach them how to become men. And it really, one of the things that, that I don't get about the church nowadays is the church has subscribed to the model of teaching its ministers using the Greek method of collegiate uh, institutions. And this is something I would ar even argue with John MacArthur because they started the some college out there, the Master's College. Um, you know, and people that have been part of the faith for a long time. Seminary is not not in the Bible anywhere. Seminary doesn't exist. It's not, uh, that is an invention of man. 
Jesus Christ's method of teaching others to continue in the faith, to become ministers of the faith, is what? He spent life with them for three years. He had an apprenticeship program. He said, you guys follow me. I'm going to teach you. And for two and a half, three years, he did that. And then when he rose back to heaven, he said, now go. Go do what I taught you to do. <clears throat> so why do we think that you have to study Greek mythology at a religious, supposed religious institution at a college to become a minister? Help a brother out here. No? No takers on that one? I'm sure people have gone to seminary will support the idea of going to seminary. And I'm not saying that you don't learn things at seminary. I'm just saying the biblical method is apprenticeship. It's not a degree. And I think that's harmed the church, to be quite frank, because the collegiate experience is not one that Christians really should ever experience. You know, there's certainly a lot of other ways of learning things, especially nowadays, than going to college. And I think that's, the, you know, Satan and the world have duped us into thinking that. We're going to get into that in a minute when we talk about the way colleges are nowadays. And, you know, I go back to the discussion I had with a, a supposed Christian college um, in Holland, Michigan, where they teach theistic evolution as a fact. And it just makes me sad that, that you have to go there. And the only defense that the head of that department, the dean of that department could give me was his colleagues would say. So he's more concerned with, with the, uh, what other men, what other people would say than what even Moses himself. I remember um, him talking about that, almost like, well, what did Moses know? He didn't know anything. You know, we know a lot more than they did back then. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? This was God's messenger. What part of God, you know, do you not trust then? You don't trust God to tell us the truth? <laughs> so then Jesus is, is casting out unclean spirits, um, healing Simon's wife's mother. And uh, so then the city gathers at his door and he heals many. And again, people saw this. You know, this man has power over the physical realm. Um, who else has that? There's been a lot of fake folks that have come along and tried to say they do, but... Um, and then he says, let's go into the next towns and we preach there also, for therefore I came forth. So there's a few different things that Christ talks about coming forth for. And one is to preach. The other is to um, seek the lost and to save the lost, right? It's seek and save the lost and to preach the good news. And, and he healed many while he was preaching the good news. But he doesn't ever talk really about that except for when uh, John's disciples come and he says, well, you know, the poor are uh, being preached to and people are being healed. So Jesus moved with compassion. Um, and you hear that a lot. Uh, you know, in this case, a leper came to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him, saying to him, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion. And... You know, he, he shows a lot of compassion in, in his time on earth uh, towards others. 
And he says unto the man, I will, and you be clean. So, and as soon as he had spoken, immediately leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. It didn't happen in 337,000 years. It happened in instantly, immediately. Um, and it wasn't, it didn't move off of his body by random chance. It, it, it happened immediately. Um, so Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but without desert places that came from, to him from every quarter. I just, I can't imagine the ruckus he caused when he was healing people like this and causing them to uh, be in better shape, right? Obviously. And they're no longer diseased. Can you imagine being a leper back then and being outcast of society and all of a sudden you're clean and, and made new? I mean, it just, it really is an example of, um, you know, you could just as much um, say, okay, he, he was a, a sinner. I mean, what is, what is leprosy compared to sin? To me, it's, it's essentially one and the same. Sin covers us in disease, right? It covers us in an awful... Uh, skin, if you will, um, when it comes to God. And Christ's blood cleanses all that, washes it away. And the fact that Christ did this was a beautiful thing. So, that is, uh, that is fun. I just want to kind of dwell on that one for a minute because it's, it's just... When I think about that with my own life and what uh, what Christ means in that regard, you know, He has cleansed us all. Those of us who have put our faith and trust in Him, He has cleansed us from leprosy, the leprosy of sin, and uh, that is a great thing. So, with that, let's take a, a quick look at a couple things. Um, we were talking about universities and you know most universities at this point have become leftist indoctrination uh, institutions who will not stand for uh, alternate thought the thought that we were created by God um, in freedom in uh, a life that is uh, made in God's image and how often do you see the headline like this? University threatens to expel student for hanging up blank. And in this case, it's a guy named Matt Walsh, uh, who's a conservative uh, on um, the daily something or other, um, flyers for an off-campus camp off event. This, this event's not even on campus. And uh, because the students would go insane. You know, leftists can't handle... And really, evolutionists, um, I would say Muslims, in a lot of ways, cannot handle uh, alternate viewpoints. They can't handle listening to people uh, questioning their viewpoint. And Christians have to put up with it all the time, because that's all you hear in mainstream news and uh, lots of other things like that. Um, you know, nowadays, you can, you can chastise Christians, you can drag them through the mud, you can do anything you want. You know, you see that on Gab a lot. I know uh, 
was reading a commentary by the guy that owns runsgab.com and he was talking about Joe Rogan um, talking about um, the Gab site and how you know the mainstream says it's a bunch of Nazis and it's just you know you can't can't make this stuff up sometimes uh, it's just so it's silly you know we all have issues with those who disagree with us we all have issues or not necessarily issues but concerns or questions about people who disagree with us but in the end let's get everything out there be cordial and 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 uh, whatever toward each other and uh, let's speak about things and let people make up their own minds you know I'm good with that if somebody wants to debate the tenets of Muslim theology with me be happy to do that and I'll talk about my Lord and Savior and why he is the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father but through him and there is no other way it doesn't mean that that you can put your faith in Muslim uh, ideology. It is an idolic religion. It was spawned by demons, I believe. Um, when you look at the historicity of it, and the, the guy that, that they put their faith in is their prophet. I don't know how he could be a prophet of, of God and the way he walked it out. It makes no sense. But in the Arabic mindset, maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe it's attractive in that way. So, anyway, that's uh, the collegiate experience should be relegated to, uh, I think, the trash heap because I don't think it's worth anything. The Air Force discharges 27 for refused COVID-19 vaccine. Well, congratulations to those 27 individuals for choosing life over uh, a life free of coercion, a life free of uh, being mandated to do something that, that you shouldn't have to do. I mean, this is an emergency use experimental drug that uh, I saw a little ditty that even Fauci said could be making people more sick, and yet they're doing it anyway. And it just it, it boggles the mind that so many people willingly fall into this. I mean, you look at Europe, it says COVID-19, how to volunteer to help coronavirus booster jab drive. So they're not mandating it, they're just trying to entice everybody to get the jab. And it really, you know, and they talk about this in the context of the Omicron variant, variant which supposedly is, is much lighter but more contagious. Well, nowhere in here does it say Omicron's killing everybody, so we need to get everybody vaccinated. It just says because there's a threat there, we need to do something about it. And the vaccination is the only answer man has, which is not true. There are many uh, alternate treatments to this disease. And uh, it just, it's very maddening that, that people um, Yeah, there's another story that they, I can't believe they actually wrote it. South African health chief says tough measures not needed for new variant. But, you know, people, when they only have this life, um, and they, they don't think about the fact that, that you're going to be gone from this earth much longer than you are going to be here. And so, in reality, uh, you know, some disease coming along that, that kills anybody. You know, the flu's been with us for how many years, killing people? 
um, this is going to be with us for a long time. And, you know, this vaccine isn't going to change anything. It's just going to make it worse. And, you know, these guys in the white coats don't want to admit that. Just like they don't want to admit evolution is a false religion. They're never going to admit that because that's what they put their faith in. And uh, that's what it is. It's not science, people. They, you, they can say that all they want. The guys in the white coats can come out and, and call it science. But it's a joke. Uh, you know, the, a lot of the, the foundation that that's built on is a house of cards. So with that, i got to wrap it up today. I'm on the road and need to get... Uh, get to uh, um, get moving so have a blessed day if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ email us at ehud at itsareligion.org ehud at itsareligion.org and we'll be happy to help you in any way we can Um, thanks for stopping by we hope you are encouraged and edified by this program Um, and we hope it clarifies you know the viewpoint that people uh, come at things from you know the people that are walking around there's a lot of folks that put their trust and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that also submit to the authority authorities that are and, and have taken the jab for COVID-19. Well, guess what? They're still going to be saved if they truly put their trust and faith in Christ. And that's a good thing. Um, but we can't walk around in fear. And that's what, you know, the devil's faith is fear. When you fear things um, inappropriately, you know, there's there's one thing. If there's a guy standing in front of you with a gun that's about ready to shoot you, that's a frightening thing, right? Um, as a woman, if a man overpowers you in a certain way and uh, um, causes you to do things you don't want to do, that's a frightening thing. Um, as a child, you can be frightened, you know, by an adult very easily. But uh, to walk in fear on a continual basis that some disease, something you can't see is going to get you, when there's some logical, reasoned uh, explanations for why it occurred and ways that you can treat it without getting a jab, an experimental jab, um, it really is sad. And I think the fact that that uh, they continue to call this an emergency is a joke. You look at the story on the Omicron variant, they can't talk about any results of the Omicron variant hurting anybody worse than, than uh, you know, people... You know, this this is a disease. People are going to die from it. There's nothing you can do to prevent that, um, unless you give them all ivermectin and and do it the right way instead of this stupid jab. But you've got a group of folks, I believe, godless, faithless people, that are pushing all this stuff because they are the elites and know what is good for us, and that's what you get um, with liberalism. That's where that eventually goes. Um, People that think they know better than the rest of us are going to control us, and uh, because they want power, they want they want their own worship, they're their own god in a lot of cases. So, anyway, be encouraged. Um, if you don't know the Lord Jesus, find him, seek him out. Uh, he will be found if you do so. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smile after smile, and on every 